Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. In yesterday's episode, we talked about a conversation that has started amongst the local leaders and visitors. Is Broadway becoming too busy? Today, we continue with that conversation and give our thoughts to how we may be able to bring peace back to Broadway. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. Yes, we are continuing with that conversation and asking the question, you know, is peace able to be brought back to Broadway? And with that question, you may be thinking back to Broadway. How about just my neighborhood? Yeah. How about just yeah. the roads in yeah. Nashville? Can we start there? If you're on track with that and maybe you're looking to get away to somewhere a little more peaceful, a little more tranquil, um, and, uh, and and you need some advice on where to go. We have just the guy who can give you that advice and help you with that, and that is Brad Reynolds, a real estate agent here in Nashville. And you can find Brad over at thinkbrad.com, or you can call or text him at 615-856-3270. Or you may be, your takeaway from these two episodes, episodes is, I've never been to Nashville, Broadway sounds amazing. Get me down there right now. I want to be in the middle of all of this. Well, I mean, Brad can help you with that too. So uh, whatever your needs are here in Nashville, Brad has you covered. If you're thinking Nashville, think Brad. You can call or text Brad at 615-856-3270 or again, visit him over at thinkbrad.com. So in yesterday's episode, we started a two-part series on this discussion that the Nashville Business Journal came out with this very long article. When I say long, they have an estimated read time on this thing at 15 minutes. Usually these things are the th- three. The time. Yeah, usually their articles are three <laughs> minutes. This is a 15-minute read, and they came out with this headline. So we just want to show this photo real quick. Uh, and the, the question was, what the hell has happened to your city? And so this is a multi-part series that the Nashville Business Journal has done. And we read through part of it yesterday, and we're going to be finishing the reading of this today and give our thoughts on can peace be brought to the Broadway area of Nashville in the future? You have to look at it from a historical perspective, too, because in the past, even before it was really br- busy, Broadway was a place where people did not visit at all because of how dangerous it historically was. Uh, So you had a lot of uh, prostitutes and drug dealers on Broadway before it became this really popular destination to visit in Nashville. So uh, also just a recap of a few things that we learned during yesterday's episode uh, after this historical non-visiting of Broadway. Uh, But if you also take it back to uh, kind of pre-World uh, Wars, mm-hmm. downtown Nashville was extremely popular. Yes. Um, so, so so there's been a lot of ebb and flow in downtown Nashville. Um, so we learned that also in the uh, in the 90s and early 2000s, uh, Governor uh, or Mayor Phil Bredesen really had a major campaign to bring at Nissan Stadium, probably along with a lot of city leaders to bring Nissan Stadium and Bridgestone Arena into downtown Nashville, which really sparked 
this this camaraderie and this tourism in the city, and especially then the, the, in the downtown area. And then the relocation of the Country Music Hall of Fame, yeah, the Symphony Center, and so many more things. So we're going to start off this uh, today's portion. Uh, with a guy named Steve Smith. And you may have heard this name a few times uh, in the conversation about Nashville. Steve Smith is one of the largest bar owners in the city of Nashville. And I don't know exactly how many bars he owns, but for example, he owns uh, Tootsie's, Honky Tonk Central, Kid Rocks, Rippies, and The Diner. And I think he has a, a even bigger portfolio than that. All of those are mostly located on Broadway or on Demumbrian. And so he, he owns a very large majority of downtown Nashville. So the Business Journal goes on to say, speaking up now, this is the next uh, topic. Few people, if any, make more money off lower Broadway than Steve Smith. He, too, has seen enough. Uh, Smith, as I just said, has been a honky-tonk owner since the early 1990s with a downtown empire that includes Tootsie's, Honky Tonk Central, Kid Rock's, big-ass honky-tonk, Rippy's Bar and Grill, and The Diner. Tootsie's brings in about $120,000 in revenue a night. Kid Rock's averages between $250,000 and $300,000 a night, according to Smith. Yeah, so this is, we're getting into the numbers of uh, these bars could make uh, on a weekend, a Thursday, or a a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, over a million dollars in in revenue. And so this is very interesting numbers and and steve smith is a big name for downtown in that area um especially with running those businesses so this this is going to be i think an interesting perspective reading through this to see what steve smith who's highly benefiting from uh this massive massive crowded traffic downtown um and he's saying he's seen enough uh in downtown nashville um, is that believable? Let's let's go and see. So um, Steve Smith said, uh, despite the numbers being way up, this year has been tough to operate on Broadway, citing drugs, the increase of homeless people, and uh, lewd hand scrawled signs as his main problem. That's the signs that get you, man, every time. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I uh, the, the signs. What's your favorite sign that you've seen? I think mine was... Uh, I just need to get high because I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we've all seen those. Um, yeah. he, he says if such concerns are not addressed, uh, he said it will start to hurt Nashville's tourism numbers, even as early as next year, by bruising Broadway's reputation. Interesting. Uh, he said in a quote, this year has been so horrible with the crime rates and drug dealers that I think it's going to kill the golden goose. Uh, you've got tourists that come here and don't like the atmosphere at all, and it runs them off. That's why I don't go to New Orleans anymore because they've allowed drug dealers to run the tour, run off the tourists, and we're headed that way uh, like a snowball headed to hell. <laughs> That's very, uh, very interesting. Um, so, just before we get into a little bit more of Steve Smith talking about this, sir, what are what are your thoughts? Is Steve Smith? correct that uh you know if we don't clean this up by next year we're at a point of almost no return do you think uh what are your thoughts on that um no i i think we're still at a point of return because nashville is nashville and i think we will recover and we've recovered from the bombing we recovered from the tornado and we're thriving and so i think we'll definitely still return i agree with steve 
that the homeless people in downtown is it, it could really distort the view of how people approach Nashville. But the issue with the homeless people is they're very aggressive panhandlers and a lot of people just get into the people's faces. That needs to be a situation that is resolved. And so Steve is calling here in a second. He is calling for more police enforcement. But I also think that we need to be uh, arresting people that are very aggressive hand pan, uh, panhandlers instead of just keep releasing them constantly after they're arrested. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with you that there it next year is not our point of return. If we don't get it cleaned up, there's, I don't think next year is uh, a do or die situation for Nashville, mainly because this is not a new problem. Just because the problem has been a little bit exacerbated this year uh, and just because the number of tourists have increased this year, doesn't mean I think we've reached that point of no return, um, especially on the main strip of Broadway. Uh, police presence, I believe, has increased in the last year dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stuart, you and I have attended meetings where the police have said um, we have 150 to 200 officers. Yeah, we're, we are Friday treating Saturday. we they the the police in 2021 to 2022 uh, made the shift to treating every weekend on Broadway. Um, and now they're probably sh- starting to do that almost every night yep. uh, to where like it is a downtown event like you would see for a New Year's or w- like you would game. see. Yeah. For for a special event downtown, they're treating it as such because the crowds uh, are in such large numbers that they have a a massive force there downtown. Um, but Stuart, on you're exactly right on the enforcement. If uh, and, and we've said this about traffic. We've said this about a lot of things. Um, if same because with traffic, if you don't enforce the people who are constantly going a hundred miles an hour and weaving through traffic, then they're always going to do that um, because they'll still have their license. Uh, so it's the same way with downtown. If the the areas that are a problem aren't addressed and taken care of, uh, then it will continue to be a problem. Um, and it's the same thing with the, the, the bars, these bars, uh, we know there are rules and regulations for the bars downtown about how loud their music can be, where their speakers can be, uh, how loud it can be, uh, you know, facing the Broadway area. And yet, uh, you know, those bars Break those uh, are breaking it night. all the time. And, and the Kid Rocks is a, is a special example of that. And so it's very hard to tell, like, um, everybody's competing for that dollar right now as hard as they can. And I don't know if uh, I don't know if they really want to to lose that dollar at all. Um, and I, it, this is just a, a very interesting topic. But I think it goes down to improving downtown will be improving enforcement. You're never going to, if you have bars in downtown Nashville, just like Vegas, just like New Orleans and Bourbon Street, uh, it, if you have a bar, you're not going to stop somebody from getting too drunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, that You it, want them it, to spend money. Yeah, Broadway is that atmosphere, and, mm-hmm. and you can't regulate the individual consumption uh, like you'd probably want to. So, Especially so, if they're hopping bar to bar to bar. Correct. So on yesterday's episode, we read about the uh, um, the Portland uh, kind of committee that came in to see what Nashville was doing right, and they didn't like a bunch of people getting drunk down on Broadway. But they there, have, There's really not a whole lot you can do about that. That's yeah, going to be there. Portland has people strung out all over their city. So this is so, a very... <laughs> yeah, so this is a very, very... Uh, 
interesting problem that Nashville has. Um, and, and maybe the solution, and we'll talk about this towards the end, doesn't necessarily have to do with uh, making sure that Broadway becomes a tighter regulated place or uh, becomes a place that you have to uh, disperse from. And maybe it can kind of come from somewhere else. So let's, let's see what Steve Smith uh, had to say a little bit more. Uh, his son actually works at a, at a, a bartender as a bartender at Kid Rocks. Uh, Steve Smith said he hates when his son works nights because of the walk to his car afterwards. We can understand that. We've known guys, men, who uh, in broad daylight have been robbed have, have been robbed in downtown Nashville. So that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, Steve Smith says he has a suite for Nashville Predators games, but he said he wouldn't bring his grandchildren to games because of what they'd be exposed to getting to the arena. Just eh, don't, don't go. Okay. I, was about to say, I think that's a little, uh, that's, that's a little I mean, that's, I know that's a so, personal preference, but yeah, I think that's a little much. Don't go out the Broadway side, go out the, the Mumbrian street side and you're good. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's the solution to that. Uh, Smith said downtown entertainment district uh, has some of the best police officers, but called for more enforcement. Okay. Well, there you go. Something echoed <laughs> by many downtown players and the, makes the meetings, the meetings we went to last year, uh, everyone was saying we need more police on the streets. Yeah. That's but it, what every business owner was saying. Yeah. But it, it means nothing if you're never going to Get enforce, anymore. enforce anything. Yes. Uh, all right. So, uh, Jim Schmitz, he is a local market leader of Elliot Davis. He leads safe fun Nashville. He's the guy that got the party vehicles regulated. I was about to say, it, it, I'm just going to say this. This is just my thoughts. If you lead an organization called safe fun Nashville, you're probably calling for less fun. Yes. Like you're, you're, that's just, uh, do you that's, remember, do you remember that, that's, when people couldn't dance in the honky tonks? I do remember that. Yeah, that was interesting uh, yeah, we did. We had times where people could not dance in Nashville. Uh, they had to stay glued to their seats. All right. So, uh, Jim Smith's, uh, lead safe Fund Nashville to advocate, uh, for party vehicle regulations. Uh, Schmitz, who has lived downtown since 2015, emphasized better enforcement of noise and traffic ordinances. The police don't enforce anything already. So. No. Uh, as as uh, one uh, emphasizes better enforcement of noise and or traffic ordinances as one way to make downtown a better place to live, work, and play. Uh, I mean, this is, uh, look, we as locals, it's rare that we go downtown a lot. Um, but there's one thing that we I don't probably, mind, yeah, and that's that's the go, the noise in the atmosphere because we know that's what people are here for. That's what makes money. That like uh, we've read the one star reviews. The people who are not going to like the noise and and all that, they're not going to like the noise. They they there are other places for them to be. Nashville is building those places for them to be rather than downtown. Um, but now Na- Nashville is is thriving off of uh these now nobody likes the same honky-tonk bands playing the same 120 songs over and over and over again like as a local yeah like you're, you're sick of certain songs just because you hear them so much um and and <laughs> i would advocate for more of those songs to be a little bit different but you know you know that that's what people are going downtown for and that's why they're spending their money oh yeah hands down so uh, there, there's a quote from him. If tourism continues to get more and more out of control, people move out of the core and have some of these large office buildings go vacant or their rents are lowered, which decreases their value. So it has an economic impact if you let it go too far. He goes on to say, 
I would like to think that it's not past the point of no return, but it's going to take an extreme effort to get back to where it needs to be. The question I have is where does it need to be? Who's defining that? The metro government, organizations, or is it the tourist? Yeah. Yeah, back to where it needs to be is is uh, it should be up to the tourists. You know, where is it going to? Where is it going to settle? What is the? Uh, if you've got a, a twenty-five year vision plan, then you know, talk a little bit about that. Um, but I also do think uh, this. I mean, it's an interesting point that he brings up. He says, you know, if these places go vacant, then you know, what could it be there? Well. Let's just talk about the the office towers there because there's there's some complaints that office towers um, are you know they may be disturbed by this and anybody who works in an office building downtown let us know if if this is true or not um, but uh, office tower you're there from most of those people nine to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, during daytime, traffic is always going to be an issue, mm-hmm. um, and, and rarely is it. Oh, it's too loud in those places. Like those places have thick glass, thick walls, and soundproofing. And, and so it's not the noise that's a problem. Traffic is always going to be a problem. That's everywhere here in mm-hmm. Nashville. Um, and, and so they're they're nine to five. They're not seeing the midnight crowd down there at those office buildings and maybe some other places that are feeling those effects uh, like the downtown symphony center, which is an interesting conversation we'll talk about here uh, in a little bit, but there may be some places that are, are feeling that a little bit and something else might be developed there instead. That's going to utilize that nighttime downtown traffic. And I think it's going to be okay because something else is going to utilize that space very well. Uh, if the symphony wants to go somewhere else, they they go somewhere else and and they're going to be successful there. But Nashville's not a town like, uh, you know, we've mentioned New Orleans a few times. Lots of abandoned buildings in New Orleans, downtown Nashville or, New Orleans. or in downtown yeah. New Orleans. That's not going to be the case for Nashville. That land's going to be utilized and the symphony's going to be able to successfully go somewhere else if they want to. It's just the, the price tag to it. So that, that, there is that factor as well. Uh, but we bring this up because the 29-story Pinnacle Tower by the Schumerhorn Symphony Center, uh, they basically said they're reannouncing or they announced that they're relocating to the Nashville Yards. And part of the reason for that is most likely traffic. Which is funny because that area is going to be is so That area, messy. Church Street, statistically... It's one of the busiest streets in Nashville. Is, is the worst downtown traffic area. That church, commerce, yeah. interstate area um, is it's, some of the worst. It, it's probably because one of their businesses that they work with yeah, it, is Amazon, which is also in the Nashville yard. The Business Journal said Maybe. none of those entities directly tied their move to Lower Broadway's atmosphere. So n- none of them said it's Lower Broadway's fault. We're moving out of that as quickly as possible. Uh, another business owner weighs in, Tom Morales. He's owned and operated Acme Feed and Seed on Lower Broadway since 2014. Uh, I, I remember when Acme opened in downtown Nashville. That was the place to be. There were lines two to three blocks long oh, yeah. Boy, to get into Acme Feed and Seed. Uh, it, and literally only half of the bars that are there downtown were actually there. Most of the bars that you see now and honky tonks, especially a lot of the country stars one did not exist when Acme feed and seed was there in 2014. Uh, and Acme feed and seed actually kind of started this like multi, uh, there, there are several bars that did this, but Acme feed and seed really well, uh, exemplified what we see now in downtown Nashville of 
here's a here's a level with a di- different atmosphere. Here's another level with a different atmosphere. Here's another. So Acme Feedency did that well, and a lot of bars kind of uh, fed off of that. Uh, but Tom Rellis, who's operated, owned and operated Acme Feed and Seed on Lower Broadway since 2014, he started the multi-story venue as a platform for artist discovery and as a place for people to hear the music of all genres. Uh, the, the music is absolutely incredible there. Uh, that put Nashville on the map. Only a few places besides Acme, like Robert's Western World and Layla's, uh, have stayed true to the identity of authentic, uh, authentic Nashville honky-tonks in Morales's view on much of Broadway, he sees a quote corporate takeover one, not interested in musical discovery. And I, I would say that's pretty fair. Uh, I would say there's probably a few more bars who are a little bit more dedicated to bringing in uh, a lot of good acts. And there's a lot of good musicians, but they may be just playing cover songs uh, all day and all night. Yeah. Um, but you know, Acme does have it, that first floor, in an incredibly dedicated stage to music. They bring in one of the largest variety of acts, I think, in downtown mm-hmm. uh, as far as genres go. Um, and uh, and they do a great job on making sure that they are a little bit different than the traditional, uh, like, very crowded honky-tonk experience um, with their, their restaurant, their drinks, and their acts down on the first floor especially. Yeah. Uh, so Tom has a quote here in the Business Journal and says, if you advertise party in the streets, guess what? You're going to have a party in the streets. Yeah, it's true. When they started closing Lower <laughs> Broadway and putting 100,000 people down there, that's what the world saw. No one's coming to Lower Broadway for the music. Uh, I yeah. disagree with that. I, I do disagree with that. Yeah, I, I disagree with that. I mean, we we as locals get spoiled yes. with incredible music. So when us locals want to go see music, we'll go to... Third and Lindsay. We'll the go to City Winery. We'll go to uh, uh, the Ryman. We'll go. I mean, there are literally hundreds of places for us to go. Uh, Bluebird to to see these local acts. Listening Room Cafe. Um, and so, are we going to go to Lower Broadway for music? No, uh, unless it's to see somebody we specifically know. Or but, unless it's during the day. So, like, I'll have clients I'll bring there during the day. Sure, but not on your own volition. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for those who do not live in Nashville, do not get to experience what we get to experience on a regular basis, they absolutely go for the music. Mm-hmm. So, disagree with... Uh, uh, with Morales here on that. Right, uh, so now we're going to talk about the police and the arrest rate. Police call volume in Nashville's urban core has increased by 22% within the past year. Within a 24-month period, it's increased 43%. However, arrests in the downtown core are down from 2019. Interesting. By June of 2019, there had been 807 arrests that year with a drug, public intoxication, or disorderly charge. By June 2022, there had only been 537 arrests with a uh, drug charge decreased significantly from 292 to 129, which is interesting because interesting. there's way more drugs on the street now. <laughs> the amount of weed signs that have increased on yes. Broadway is uh, uh, tenfold. Yeah, as did arrests, and that, that's part of the conversation with the DA not putting people actually in jail. Yeah, yeah. Um, as did the arrest with a public intoxication charge from 487 to 321 which that's a very low number. Yeah. You would think 321 people a night would be arrested <laughs> for that. Uh, arrests with a disorderly charge increased from 104 to 155. Okay. So 
I mean, there, there are a couple things that could be uh, there, and I think a lot of it has to do with just general enforcement. So, uh, so let's see. The drug uh, charges from 2019 to 2022, in 2019, 292, 2022, in those first six months, 129. That's probably just a, a most likely enforcement. Yes. Uh, you know, police choosing to... Uh, not enforce or they're choosing to not enforce because they just need the bodies there for for safety for 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 safety and they're going to let kind of the the more petty stuff go uh they because they say arrest with this that disorderly charge increase from 104 to 155 and they could be letting the people who are a little bit more intoxicated than normal uh you know instead of taking hauling them off to jail um they're they're saying hey go with your friends and get the heck out of here instead and deciding to keep that police body there a little bit more i'm surprised they don't have just a big paddy wagon at the end of broadway yeah and just they put everyone just just put everybody in a giant drunk tank and then take them off that's its own party bus guys (laughs) is the paddy wagon (laughs) for metro police i think that would be fantastic if there was a paddy wagon uh party bus oh my gosh i think we need to talk to some people uh (laughs) (laughs) the police presence has increased with an entertainment district unit consisting of more than 60 officers that that number is very low because there's actually way more officers from the meetings that we've been to uh every weekend night okay weekend nights in addition to supervisors starting next year there will be an additional 40 officers assigned to the district so is the district just strictly Broadway, the lower Broadway district, or are we considering the entire district, which is like Second Avenue? I would say from I would say Demumbrian, Broadway, up to Commerce, up to Second, yeah, maybe maybe, Printers Alley? maybe up to Commerce. Okay. Uh, in early August, Garth Brooks partnered with the Metro Police uh, to announce a police substation in his forthcoming. Friends in Low Places Bar on Broadway to increase safety and traffic measures. That one's going to be interesting. Without stricter enforcement and quickly, uh, Morales, is that how you say his name? Uh, probably Morales. Morales. Yeah. Uh, doesn't see an end in sight. And then he has this quote, are we just a party city or are we a music <laughs> city? And I vote for music city. Oh I think my we gosh. need to come back to our uh, Nashville nickname series and call it party city. Yeah, it's, an, it's like, it's not an either or, like, we can be nicknamed Music City, and there's still going to be a massive party downtown. Like that's not, that is that is not going to change. Um, all right. So from a restaurant perspective, uh, there's a man named Will Newman. He opened his first location of Ponchos and Lefty's Cantina on Lower Broadway in 2017, across from Bridgestone Arena, to be a refuge for locals. His plan went well until the pandemic hit. Then Broadway's atmosphere changed and the locals stopped coming downtown as often. Because everything was closed. Everything was closed. Of course we stopped going downtown. Uh, He he said his employees also no longer felt safe. In a quote from Newman, he said, uh, within our team, we started referencing the spirit of downtown as a wild beast that keeps growing and growing. It just wasn't fun anymore to be downtown. He said to be uh, and he continues to say to be uber successful, you have to become uh, a full time bar and give the tourists what they want. That's what they want. Become a honky tonk and become a, a, a caricature of what people think Nashville really is it, it, to to. He does have a point is, uh, you know, if you may have to become a, a caricature of what people really think Nashville is in order to be successful. Um or, um, or, or you become something 
it's one of those things. He wanted ponchos and lefties to be a refuge for people of downtown. Um, but if you're inviting the people who don't want it to be a refuge into your restaurant, then it's not going to be. If you're inviting people who just want a bar atmosphere, then you're going to get a bar atmosphere out of your restaurant. So, I mean, I don't know if he was at a point to where he said, we've got to take in all traffic in order to bring in the revenue that we need. Because if you are, I mean, there are plenty of places downtown that are not going to accept the Broadway crowd. Plenty yes. of places yes. Yes. Uh, it, it, that are just off the downtown strip that are really not that far away like, from Lower Broad. Like Deacon's New Cell. Like 1230. Bourbon Steak. Yeah, 1230 Club. Like especially the uh, the elevated separate club. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and so if you, yeah. if you don't want that then you you make those that you put the dress code in. You put mm-hmm. things in that make sure that you're not going to get that crowd, and you can become that refuge. Um, so he has one more quote, and then yeah. we're, we're going to finish the rest of this uh, document for tomorrow because there's still so, there's so, there much, is so much. This is an impressive realize, document. I, I didn't realize this was going to turn into a three-part I mean, series. But, 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 it is, but it is a large, like, this is going to be, besides the stadium, mm-hmm. this is going to be one the, of uh, this is the, the conversation, conversation yeah. over the next five years. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, so Newman goes on to say, uh, it's good for the economy and local tax base to be bringing in all, all this in. It's an interesting problem to have because most cities would kill for this problem. Yes, of course. I just want to stare at the That's camera. That's why Portland came know. in to see what we were doing. Yes. Uh, to a certain extent, we are losing the character that makes Nashville unique, that soul ha- that's attracted all these amazing, diverse musicians, not just country musicians, to the city. We're still doing that. We still we do. have not lost that at all. And what, what people don't really know about Nashville is where we will become one of the top pop destinations in the world. Yeah. Very shortly. Nashville is still doing this at an immense pace. Uh, I, I don't think... Uh, Newman said, what are we losing for this success? Uh, I, I don't think we're losing anything at all right now. I think where we do agree um, is that there could Broadway reach a point to where it is. Something needs to be done uh, to to kind of control that spill over. And into the other streets, so like Demumbrian <laughs> and Church Street. Maybe Commerce not even Street. even into the other streets, but you know, bring uh, the either the nighttime or more entertainment options throughout the city. I think that's definitely a yes that that it would benefit the city heavily to do that because it's one of those things. If people think that drinking and going down to Lower Broadway is the only thing to do. They'll do it absolutely, just because it's maybe the thing to do. People yeah. are here on vacation; they're not gonna sl- they're not gonna go from seven p.m. to midnight. They're not gonna stay in their hotel rooms and watch no, TV. Absolutely, absolutely not. they paid too much to stay here in Nashville. Yeah, and they're paying too much for their drinks. Yeah, and and, yeah. and so if there are more options for people to have for entertainment. I guarantee you that spillover into those other options will happen if people don't have to pay $12 for a beer, uh, if people don't have to have the possibility of their friends becoming drunk every night and they can participate in other activities. I think they'll do that, um, but I think that it will definitely take a lot of conversation and a lot of intentional effort 
Uh, but I don't think we're at a turning point to say we're going to lose all of this. No, so tomorrow we're going to discuss the road to recovering what they suggest, and then we're going to give our suggestions because there's a lot of areas of town that could really thrive if this were to happen in that area. So let us know your thoughts as we continue this conversation. Is Broadway past the point of no return? What do you think the solutions are? See you tomorrow. for listening to nashville daily to learn more about today's episode visit nashvilledailypodcast.com and to stay connected head to our discord and you can find the link at nashvilledailypodcast.com slash connect nashville daily is now offering tours if you'd like to take a tour of downtown nashville head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at nashvilledailypodcast.com nashville daily podcast is an explore.nash production copyright 2022